Last time I was talking to you, telling you as to what you essentially are. You are an image of the Almighty God Himself. But then why is it that almost everyone is miserable, everyone is unhappy, and everyone is always asking for this or that or the other? It is because you are so wrapped up with all your desires, all the impressions that you bring with you since so many births. These are all embedded in your subtle body or sukshma sharira or the causal body or the jivatma state. And unless and until you purify them, in, in other cases, unless and until you discover and discard all these impressions and make yourself free of all bondage, of all attachments, of all likes and dislikes, even when, when you love or like someone, that also automatically means it is an attachment, it is an asakti. <clears throat> I have our friends from Austin joined besides Susmita. Bianca's here, Guruji. Hi. Bianca from Austin. Oh, very good. Very good. I just try to keep in mind that some of the Sanskrit words you are not familiar. So I give you a parallel English word. Thank you very good. much. I appreciate it. It does help. It helps. Very good. <laughs> so this process of purifying oneself or discovering oneself or trying to see or experience the self itself is a very tedious long drawn process and it can happen only and only by virtue of the grace of Sadhguru. The Sadhguru and Almighty God, they are one and the same, no difference. There may be so many individuals who could be Sadhgurus because they have experienced the supreme unity, supreme state of oneness, or experienced the supreme truth, and are in fact manifesting as the supreme truth itself. The looks may differ, but the experience is the same. Now, this process of self-discovery is also the process of knowing oneself. And in this process, there is no shortcut. You have to have absolutely implicit faith and 
trust in your Sadhguru and with utmost love follow the instructions given implicitly and most lovingly. The dilemma is you are in search of that something that cannot be described because the supreme truth or the nature of almighty god is infinite and it cannot be put in finite words it cannot be described however you can always most certainly have a direct personal first-hand experience of that supreme truth and for that the process of discipline is a must this discipline you follow in your day-to-day -day life also for example all the ladies they know exactly where they keep that sugar or that coffee uh, in their kitchen i remember one time uh, i visited india with my family and my wife said that i would like to stay for a month longer and uh, boy i was glad I was happy that for once I will be a bachelor, at least for a month. So I came to USA and the following day, when I woke up, I wanted a cup of tea. And surely we need milk for that. So I had to go get milk. Now upon getting the milk, I didn't know where the sugar or the tea is. So I had to make a call from USA to, to India asking her, where did we keep the sugar and tea? I thought I would be very happy. And in effect, I realized that I made a very big mistake that I became too dependent on my wife. And hence, I would not know how she manages the kitchen. And same is the situation pretty much with everyone that you follow a certain discipline and that discipline makes you efficient that discipline gets you organized as well even when you are in employment or in any profession there is always a certain discipline that you follow from the point that you wake up and this discipline that you follow is no different from the dis discipline that you follow spiritually. This is a discipline that you have chosen. You have chosen and you have willingly accepted that discipline and you're wearing that discipline. Now in the course of that discipline, if the morning Agnihutra is around 4.30 a.m., which cuts into your most wonderful sleep you have no choice but to wake up and i say this to so many that wake up do agnihotra and if you still are sleepy go back and catch up your sleep that's okay but follow that discipline so discipline is the key see how you dis spell discipline through this word discipline emerges the word disciple there cannot be 
a disciple without discipline. And this discipline involves constantly watching and managing your mind, your mind together with all your physical organs, such as ability to hear, to see, to smell, to taste, to touch. And the mind is experiencing the phenomenal world, the external world through these senses. So you have five organs of actions, five centers of intelligence, you have five breaths. The breath that you take in breaks up into five major breaths. And each breath also has five supporting, each one has its own supporting other breath. And together they manage the entire so psychosomatic man together with his nervous system and this nervous system flows through by virtue of pancha tanmatra that is the power which flows through your entire body so the five breaths five supporting breath five organs of action five centers of intelligence five tanmatra and this body is constructed of the five primordial elements earth water air ether and light or fire and all these eventually make up or construct this human being which cannot be free from its own subtle body and its own causal body and it, this all refers to the entire creation the creation which is the cosmic body of the self itself and you by virtue of this discipline you have to separate yourself from the phenomena of creation entire nature when you separate from that you become the witness of yourself and the entire nature entire creation entire phenomena of creation when you are the witness of that, then you have already separated yourself from the rest of the phenomena as such. It is then you start discovering that though this phenomenal world is there, all creation is there, yet it is supported by that supreme power, the power of life. This power of life in simple words is nothing other than what we call Chaitanya or the life force. This Chaitanya is never alone. It is always with the Chitta or the force of Almighty God. Almighty God, when it is inactive, is in the form of God. When it is active, it is active through its own impulses these impulses are like waves uh, on a very stable lake that creates ripples. These ripples are the constant uh, resounding of that primordial sound. Om. Understand this. Om is the very source of all creation as well. Om is the very power 
that gives the sun that shines in the sky its existence. Not only that, this Aum is the source of its power and its ability to give light and heat to all the creation. It is through that all the vegetation also gets its energy and life. So everyone is interdependent on every other and it is all supporting. Yet when you are an independent witness of all this, you are getting closer and closer to that supreme truth. So this discipline is the foundation of the travel or the journey of spirituality. There is always, always only one direct relation with you and your Almighty God or you and your Sadhguru. It cannot be compared to any other being. The experiences that somebody may have had not necessarily will be yours as well. Each one, each aspirant creates their own footprint or footpath. And this is the direct footpath where Almighty God is always there with you as Sadhguru. One time I, this is true, that happened between a conversation between I and my Sadhguru. I mentioned to him that my beloved Sadhguru, you and I, we were walking and we were leaving a set of footprints, yours as well as mine. But there came a time when your footprints were not to be seen. Pray tell me, sir, why did you leave me alone? I asked. And he smiled and said, my dear son, I never left you alone. When you did not see your footprints, I was carrying you because you were going through a very difficult period. But those footprints that you see are not that they are yours, but they are mine. I was shocked, wonderstruck, and extremely humble and so joyful, so joyous that my beloved Sadhguru carried me. But why did he carry me? I was one thing very important. I was always very, very consistent with my disciplines. And even to this day, to this moment, an implicit, unshakable faith and love for my beloved Sadhguru. There is, that's the only one that I need to know. That's the only one when I know I have known everything and anything that there is.
So in the same token, every aspirant creates their own footprint or own footpath. One cannot compare with the other. There is no spiritual report card as to how far you have completed, come or how far you have traveled. You yourself will come to know by virtue of your realization or by virtue of your own experiences as to how you have been traveling. This series of experiences are like the milestones. The journey to eternity is eternal. But the, from the point where you have left, say if you have left from San Jose, San Jose five miles, and then you see a sign, sign saying San Jose 25 miles, then another San Jose 50 miles, San Jose 500 miles. All these milestones tell you that you are on the right path. So keep walking, keep walking, be regular on your disciplines. And there is no such a thing as fair weather, convenient, suitable approach to spirituality. Such people are such that the rolling stone that doesn't even gather any moss. So they are just existing there, thinking and believing and pleasing their own mind that I did my mantra. One time, an elderly couple, they were very happy and telling me their son happens to be a doctor as well. The mother saying, oh, we do our Mahamrutinjaya mantra every day, every day without fail. How many times do you do it? I asked. Oh, every day, one time. Each day, one time, once. How could that be ever enough? If you are a rice eater, and if I were to give you just one grain of cooked rice, Will that fill your tummy? Will that quench your hunger? Or a drop of water quench your thirst? It cannot. It, the hunger and the thirst is much bigger than that. Same applies here. There is no final limit as to how much discipline, how much tapascharya, tapa, <coughs> <coughs> that one can do. There is never, never, ever a moment when you can say, oh, I'm so happy. I did a lot of discipline today. No such a thing. No matter how much you do, still it is not enough because you have not reached the destination. So staying faithful on your purpose of life, staying faithful to your Sadhguru, staying faithful on your discipline, staying completely committed with 
utmost love on your discipline, which should produce a phenomenal degree of humility. And this humility breeds or produces the wanting to surrender yourself, which is the last step. This surrender cannot happen. Say you go to the temple and do a namaskar to God, and you then say, Oh, Almighty God, remember, I did namaskar to you and I have surrendered. Okay, don't forget. Do you think that is surrender? No, surrender is giving anything and everything that you have, and you think that you don't have all that for the love of Sadhguru or for the love of Almighty God. And then you are yearning, you are begging literally, crying. I am also not an exception to that. Pray, oh Almighty, please, please accept me, accept me. And once that acceptance is done, I think you have landed in the very lap of Almighty God. Isn't that so? I'm asking Bhagavati Ji, you have landed in the lap of Almighty God who cradles you, loves you, cherishes you, and wants nothing other than the choices best for you. That best is you becoming an image of the Almighty Himself. There ends the journey. There ends the journey. Now, in this travel of life, it is quite possible that in one lifetime, you may not be able to achieve that. Yet, by grace, if you have been faithful in your disciplines, mind you, you will get a next life which will be of a human being because it is only and only a human being that can aspire to become one with Almighty God. With all the angels and devs and dev devata and all that that there are, they cannot become one with Almighty God until and unless they are born as human beings. They go through the process of all these disciplines and go through the process of evolution through spirituality and eventually meet a Sadhguru and eventually the Sadhguru gets them to be one with Almighty God. There is no exception. There are so many different, different worlds. For example, this earth. Earth is called Martya Loka in reference to the so many other different loka. Loka means worlds, uh, places where there are living beings there. Martya Loka is this earth where people die. Upon death, 
Christianity believes that they go to purgatory or Martya Loka or Preta Loka. And there are other evolving step-by-step -step superior, superior Loka. They are seven in all. And the last one is Brahma Loka or Satya Loka. Some call it such Khanda, call it anything. But that's where they eventually, all the ones who have freed themselves from all and have become one with the Almighty God, they collect and they stay there. That's where they be. And from there, if they want, they can reappear on the earth only and only to uplift the other fellow beings who need guidance and direction. Likewise, there are seven levels of underworld, such as like Tala, Talatala, Rasatala, Patala, Atala, Vitala, and so forth. And progressively, they are they get more and more and more miserable. Miserable. I once traveled to some of these worlds, and oh my goodness, I could not wait there. I was so saddened by the suffering of all these people. These, there are the, those ones who have done crimes against humanity, have killed fellow beings, or have caused death and harm to fellow beings. And they have to endure that life for who knows how many thousands of years until by the process of evolution, they become a living being like an animal or a tree or what have you. And it is the ultimate creation of Almighty God, which is a human being. A human being alone is the only one who can aspire by virtue of discipline, can aspire to become one with Almighty God. And that is the end of entire journey. To begin with, the soul as such, or the creator of this entire universe, Almighty God, is the supreme truth. There is no birth to it. It was always there. There is no death to it. Because it is continuously there. There is no past to it. There is no future to it. All that there is, is present and now. So we have to learn to live in the present moment, always in atonement at one moment, or in communion with the Supreme Truth. In oneness, in constant memory, remembrance, of that supreme truth. Excuse me. And eventually, you do become one. The Almighty is always very, very happy and desirous and wanting that you be 
one with him. He has already prescribed, the Sadhguru has already prescribed as to how you can become one with him. Say between two people, if he loves her or if she loves him, they do for one another all those things that will please the other person that they love. And when that other person is pleased, happy and smiles, that is the biggest or greatest reward for the one who loves that person. Same thing here. God Almighty has anything and everything that he, one can think of. There is only one thing that he always cherishes. And that is your unquestioning, unending love. And my God, when you do that, you are able to do that. Oh, you get in return so much that your two little hands cannot behold it. So this is a journey of joy. This is a journey of happiness. This is a journey of the sense of fulfillment. And no more wishes, desires exist because you have reached a level of total fulfillment. You have reached that level of universal oneness when God Almighty is no other, none other than this entire universe itself because He created this in universe. And the, the power, the energy, prana, the chaitanya, or the life force that prevails in the entire creation is no different from what he is. But we, by virtue of our imagination, we think that the creation is separate from him. What we do is we impose upon the creation the idea that we understand as Almighty God, which is not true. It is far from truth. What is truth is that the nature is there. It is ever-changing. So anything that is ever-changing cannot be continuous and changeless supreme truth. The supreme truth is that though this changing universe is there, yet it is supported and beheld by the supreme power of Almighty God. And the supreme power of Almighty God and Almighty God are one and the same. Understand? Patmaji? Yes, Guruji. Uh, I am ready for any questions if people have. Yes, Guruji. Uh, Preeti has a question, Guruji. Preeti, go ahead. Pradam, Guruji. Uh, Guruji, no. I need to... If, uh, if I want to do Ganesh Athar Vashisht along with the Vishwakalyan, so what should be the sequence for that? Shall I do it after the puja of Ma and like uh, Mahamrityunjay Mantra or shall I do yeah. it immediately? No, no, you can, after you do Vishwakalyan Yag, you have to do that along with Agni Uttar. Then you can do 
गणपति अथर्व शीर्ष और गुडू गणेश याग टिपिकली कंप्लीट गणेश याग इन्वॉल्व ट्वेंटी वन टाइम्स रिपीटिंग एंड डूइंग स्वाहाकार ऑफ द मंत्र पार्ट देर आर ओनली टेन मंत्र यू नो दैट डोंट यू स्मिता जी 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 गुरु जी एंड देन यू डू द फलश्रुति वंस देर आफ्टर यू कैन डू महामृत्युंजय वॉट एवर प्लीज इज यू मेक्स यू एंड देन डू द पूर्णाहुति and okay. after the purnauti surrender all that to almighty god that is the okay. best thing you can do another thing which i need to ask guruji if some day uh, i feel like doing uh, swami yag so if do i still have to do like vishwakalyan the same day or i can skip vishwakalyan because some of the mahamrityunjay mantras are already in the uh, uh, swami yag so if the, they are though they are there yet both of these have to be done together with agnihotra made be morning agnihotra or evening agnihotra that is fine okay ji guru ji ji guru ji ji shiv shiv ji guru ji all right next yes vinitha uh, she has a she has typed a question um and i'll read it out guruji okay uh, she says i heard that in order to get mantra siddhi by chanting a mantra one should follow 41 days doing morning 10 malas evening 20 mal 20 malas by lighting a lamp in front of god my question is if we cannot follow that but yet if we constantly chant the mantra inside our heart then doing it like this will will it give the same result as sitting in front of god for 41 days and following morning evening 10 and 20 mala count can you please explain sure 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 i'm glad you asked i don't know who started this 41 days thing it is utterly false whosoever has started that if you want to follow fine i have no problem but it could be 41 days or 4100 days or 41000 days as well what that means is that you have to be consistent continuous till you achieve that there is no guarantee that after 41 days on the 42nd day that you have discovered the supreme truth and experience that no that can never happen at at least i have never ever heard that follow namaste guruji your own devotion you do that with your own faith you do that with your own humility you do that with utmost love and surrender all that expecting wanting praying yearning longing that may i be one with you almighty love almighty god this essence of surrender can only surface can only come only by virtue of discipline my dear there is no matra matra mean measure that in 41 days it will happen no it, i don't know who these people are namaste guru to be super wise is long back i read it in the internet and yesterday while i was chanting mantra inside my heart this question arised so i no i'm glad I... you asked i'm very glad that you asked but 
why do you keep on reading so many things? Be single-minded, you know. Do no, only no, no, Sadhguru Chintan Mantana. Long bank I listed it just went in my mind all of a sudden. I don't know why. No, that is fine. Once you are on the path, then you don't need to read anything. Be focused on your discipline. Because it will only when you intellectualize, that is when the confusion comes. Because the supreme truth cannot be realized intellectually. It has to be a personal, direct experience, first-hand experience, no shortcut. Yes, Guruji, I understand. Okay. Thank you so much, Guruji. I understand now. It's cleared. I was scared to ask you, but I have. Don't get. Don't be scared. Ask whatever question comes to your mind. Do ask because until you ask, how can you get a resolution to that? Yes, Guruji. And you may not be the only one who may have that question. So you asking helps so many others as well. Yes, okay. Guruji. Yes, Guruji. Thank good. you so much, Guruji. Okay, beta. Thank you, Vinita. Gautam has a question, Guruji. Gautam, please yes. go ahead. Yes, go. Namaste, Guruji. Guruji, you had mentioned about uh, the relationship between Chaitanya and Chitta, and I was a little bit confused. Could you? Clarify the relationship. Yes. Good question. Chitta, as I said, your five organs of senses are five senses and five organs of intelligence of those senses as well. And all these senses are controlled by your mind. Now, where does mind exist? It exists in anta karana. Anta means inner, inside. Karana means uh, an organ, which is within your sukshma or subtle body. There are four components to that. First is mind. Second is your ego. Third is your intellect and fourth is chitta chitta is nothing other than the reflection of the self itself understand reflection of the self itself and on this self itself appears the image that our eyes see the image is there the image does not necessarily represent what we are. It's the same thing as if a person the crying comes in front of a mirror. The person is crying. The images also appear as crying, but the mirror doesn't cry. Mirror is unaffected. Whether the person is happy or sad or what have you. So similarly, chitta is also the same thing. It is the image of the self itself. And chaitanya is the power of the self. Mm. Understand, this is a very subtle difference. Mm. The power of the self is chaitanya. The life force of the self is chaitanya. Mm. 
it is possible by virtue of the power of the self itself understand so image of the self and the power of the self are two different things because chitta is the image of the self whereas the power is the power of the self Mm. Your willpower is similarly like that. The source of that is through the power of the self. Mm. Understand, mm. Gautam? Yeah, thank you for clarifying. That helps. Very good. Anybody else? Are there any other questions? Is there anybody yes. else? Uh, this is Sri Devi. Can I ask a question? Yes, go ahead, Sri Devi. Yes, uh, Guruji, the question is, what is the mindset that we need to have on uh, Ganesha Chaturdi, uh, the significance that for what we are doing? Who is this, Sri Devi? Yes, Guruji. Uh, there is, it has to be every day the same mindset. There is no different that you have a mindset on Sunday is something different from what you have on Thursday. No. Every day the mindset is the same. Full of devotion. Full of love. Full of surrender. Full of faith. Nishtha. Almighty Ganesh and Almighty God are one and the same. Understand? Uh, yes, Guruji. So uh, there is a process when we do Ganesha Tuddhi Puja with the uh, children. So there is yes, a story. Yes. There is a story. Yes, they say the significance. So how to clarify to children, Guruji, the stories that they mention in the uh, puja? I don't know what story you're talking about. Uh, it is like we need to hold the akshatas while listening to the story of Lord Krishna, uh, Shyamantakamani. There are few stories uh, towards the end of the puja that we listen, we say it and we listen while holding the akshatas and uh, um, wear those akshatas after listening the story. So when children You ask, offer it to where you love as Lord Ganesha. And you hold all that devotion and love in your heart. See, this, this puja, Parthiv puja, understand? Puja yes. of idols. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yes, Krishna. Is, is only a, a beginning step in spirituality. Don't keep on doing Parthiv puja all your life. Mm -hmm. You have to grow out of that in trying to understand what the supreme truth is understand yes guruji so that supreme truth will come only through the grace of sadguru understand yes guruji, yes, guruji. i i myself almost uh, 45 50 years ago i used to have a, a place of worship, temple-like, and there were idols of Lord Krishna and Shiva and so many, Lord Ganesha and all that. Also, there were some photographs as well, pictures. 
And one day, I just collected all of them, bundled them, and tied them in a cloth. And all those vigraha, understand? Yes, Guruji. Vigraha, that is the Parthiva Puja that you, you did. Those murtis, idols. I collected them and put, again, put them in a bag and closed everything and put it away. Because to me, doing Parthi Puja was meaningless. I was already experiencing the Supreme Truth. I knew what it is, and I have become that Supreme Truth. I knew that. So what is the point? All so I could do was worship one and one alone, only my beloved Sadhguru. There is none above the Sadhguru. There is a beautiful verse. Tvam Ishwaranam Paramam Maheshwaram Tvam Devatanam Paramam Chadaivatam Paresham Prabho Sarva Vishwa Prakashi Bhavam Bodhipotam Sharanyam Rajamaha. What that means is that in the evolution of divinity, there comes a stage when some beings become Devata, some beings become Ishwar, and some become even more powerful Ishwar. But who does the Ishwar or Maha Ishwar worship? They worship none other than the one and only Sadhguru that there is. And there is only one Sadhguru for all, and that is Pratyaksha Paramatma. Likewise, the Devi Devatas, their Param Daivata is none other than the Sadhguru himself. There is no one greater than the Sadhguru. Understand? Yes, Guruji. Okay. Uh, so, how to teach children, Guruji? Huh? We cannot, I cannot tell all this to children, right, Guruji? How to. Uh, when I make them do Ganapati Puja on yeah, Ganesh Chaturthi. Yeah, you can. So you when can they tell have them that questions. This, is, this, you can tell them that this is your Kulachar, this is the beginning, and gradually you will discover, you will know what the Supreme Truth is. Everybody, sure. your parents also started doing that. You also did that, and now you have come at a point where you already have a Sadhguru and you're marching towards that supreme goal. Yes, Guruji. So you'll have to explain that. If you don't know the answer to their question, tell them that you don't know and you will try to get the answer. But don't, don't give them any false ideas or incorrect ideas. Be truthful. Sure. Okay? Sure, Guruji. Thank you so much, Guruji. Okay, better. Yes, anyone? Thank you, Guruji. Um, is there anybody else who wants to ask a question? There doesn't seem to be any more questions, Guruji. Okay. All right. Shall we close for the yes, day? Guruji. Yes, Guruji. Ariyo Yadnya dana tapakarma Swadhyaya nirato vaveta Esha evahe Sukshaha Tat 